0: Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG
1: Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hi, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the
0: Babylon Pastor Podcast. Where we're talking about human sacrifice.
1: I'm Michael. <laughs> uh, and I'm Rob. And to be blunt, last week we ended with my saying that I actually had to perform a human sacrifice after our episode and I just want to come out and clarify so that it's not taken out of context that that didn't actually happen. Uh, the genre of speech there was sarcasm.
0: I thought uh, you were gonna say oh it went well. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm glad you didn't say
0: that because that would have been horrible, but I'm glad you, yeah. See, for clarification, but uh, as as you said before, uh, clarification doesn't matter if somebody wants to take some out of context, so who cares? Yeah. Hey, guys, welcome back. Um, In case this is the first podcast you're listening to, um, this is within the context of a larger subject of Bible verses that are uh, perceived to be taken uh, as contradictions. Um, the, the, uh, the, the site that we're getting these from to go over, just so you know, we're not making up some arbitrary list. It's actually from, uh, atheist.org. Um, it's the list they provided. So, um, today we're going to be talking about human sacrifice. So that's interesting. So just to keep up the theme and because I think it, it, it eats it Rob a bit, I'm going to put on my atheist hat and <laughs> come so back into your office. Today, sir, because it's not Sunday and we all know pastors don't work any day but Sunday.
1: Yeah, so uh record on Wednesdays um at like five or five thirty AM my time. <laughs> so he's
0: such a trooper. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so here so here <laughs> I am
0: coming in uh to your office, sir. All right, this is the last thing I got for you, Pastor. Um Uh, You've talked about literary devices before, different types of scripture, context, all of that. Well, I've got you now. I've got you now. So in Exodus, no, not in Exodus, (laughs) my notes. In Leviticus chapter 18, verse 21, it says, thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire of Molech, neither shall thou profane the name of thy God, right? But in Judges chapter 11, um, there's a story of this guy making a promise. Uh, it's not just a guy, by the way. Uh, it's somebody of God's, one of God's people that actually promises God that he'll sacrifice um, someone from his household if God allows him to win a battle. And he wins the battle. And then he does the thing. So, see, God contradicts himself. He says not to do that. And then he, uh, then someone sacrifices somebody. So,
1: what do you got to say about that, Huh? um so there's actually a lot to say about that uh oh what i I thought you were an atheist i turned you atheist last time (laughs) yeah well um that was that was also sarcasm learn your (laughs) genres of uh and writing that would solve a lot of these issues for you really okay maybe maybe you'll
0: convince me this time
1: (laughs) yeah well i'm sure this is ironclad um, and there's, there's no way that, uh, someone will not listen to our podcast this month and, and still be an atheist. It's, it's impossible. That's true. Um, uh, before, before you get into, uh, before you get into your, your, uh,
0: us explaining this though, I do want to share with the audience, uh, the message you sent me <laughs> in preparation oh. for doing these. Oh, <laughs> um, so just so you guys know this has kind of been our 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 heart behind doing this entire month because we know this this what i'm about to read will actually happen. So Rob sent me this beforehand saying i'm sure that we've both put hundreds of hours of research and concrete evidence that will convince most skeptical the most skeptical of viewers. This is my favorite part. It will change lives, mend families, <laughs> break barriers. It destroy atheism for good. Oh. If you're nothing else, you are a poet, my friend. (laughs) So with that being said, I hope that these podcasts, if it's not yet, you still have hope in this last one. But I hope it will mend your family, (laughs) break barriers. Mm -hmm. Kind of charismatic words. Breaking down
1: strongholds. (laughs) Yeah. You'll get a better job, a better life. You'll have health forever.
0: Well, that's not why are you laughing? That's, uh, no, it's just, it's just the joy of the Lord is my strength. So. <laughs>
1: Must be holy laughter in the spirit.
0: That's another podcast. So um, <laughs> today we're looking at this. So uh, what, what, what say you, sir, of this apparent contradiction with the
1: Lord? First oh, I see all. you're
0: speechless. Oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> no. That, so first of all, there, there's a lot going on in both of these behind the scenes, a lot of contextual issues that, you I know, you're tired of hearing that, that but yes. Through. Um, and, uh, well, look, anytime anybody says there's a contradiction in scripture, hundred percent of the time, part of the problem of that statement is you haven't read the context. Yep. You don't know the context. The the genre of literature, what was going on historically, what's actually happening in this story. So, um, the first thing you should do is not look like a fool and take one verse and do what this article is doing. <laughs> um, Don't do this. Do the opposite right. of this. <laughs> so the the situation, um, the in the first instance, uh, you shouldn't. Uh, thou shalt not let uh, any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech; neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. So, one of the issues around I had—I mean, it's King James. No,
0: I so. love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: Sorry. <laughs> um, one of the things that you have to that you have to realize that and what's going on in in that context is that there There are uh, pagans around them that are doing that very thing. Like part of how they worshiped was sacrificing their own children to this so-called God named Molech. And um, one, this isn't a God. There's only one God, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not Molech or Allah or anything it's Yahweh right it's it's the god of scripture that's it so um the that's one thing that's going on there god is um the only god and and these people are sacrificing humans, their own children, the image of God, they're, they're sacrificing people, the image bearers of the real God, to some other God, to manipulate and appease some other God that they believe exists. So there's a lot of issues. Um, there are a lot of issues that are going on there behind the scenes, so, like a lot of things that are playing into why he's saying what he's saying to them. Um, it, it profanes the name of God to worship in any way some other yeah. god that that we create or, or call God. There's a whole so, message right there. Right. I mean that that's true. Any anytime we worship anything or person or relationship or other whatever other idol or god you want to create, um, it's it profanes the name of God. It's it it it's idolatry. Um, you're worshiping something that you, and frankly, most of the time it's because they, these gods were gods they created because they could manipulate them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They do do this for me because I did this for you. Yeah. Which is exactly what Jephthah tries to do. Yeah. To the real God. And this is what gets him into trouble it is not that God desires and loves the idea of human sacrifice. One of the principles of things that happen in the old Testament are uh, that a lot of the things that happen are history book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, for instance, one of the things that always gets brought up is, well, there was, um, uh, you could have 54 wives in the old Testament. So yeah, um, so God is okay with, but just because something happened in history doesn't mean God is like loving it or okay with it. Right. Not like he co-signed. <laughs> right. Exactly. And in, in fact, a lot of the, um, the things actually, where's that at? I just saw, um, in, uh, Jeremiah, I think,
0: well, while you look that up, I'll look at it. So just to give a little history here. Right. So while Rob finds that, um, if you actually, so this happens in the book of judges, uh, chat, the the verses that they're referencing are specifically uh, chapter 11 verses 29 through 34. But as we said before, context is incredibly important. If you start at chapter 11 at the top, you're going to see a whole lot of stuff that goes down, uh, before we even get to chapter or verse 29, as far as what kind of a man he was, the circumstances that brought him to this point, um the people that's why he was even in the position that he was in uh that even leads up to this battle with the amorites like there's 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 a whole lot that goes into this as far as not only his character but his you know his father's character uh the men that are around him i think uh, if i remember right were described as like worthless like it's just it, it's not a pretty picture painted it's not like there's this build-up of like this is the guy right um also within the context you have to if if you've read judges you understand that like it's a really bloody book it's a horrible uh lots of horrible situations happen in the book that are not in line with god god has for his people because um i know oftentimes when the book of judges is brought up it's always brought up that like this is what happens when you don't have a leader when you when men do whatever they want to do this is the result that you get so and i'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute but i mean again context even the simplest context even if and again i think what's funny is like what you tied together there where leviticus actually leans into and you know you could use leviticus a bit to explain what's happening here in judges and why you know this is what happens when um it's, it's ironic to me because the idea is they're saying actually these are opposed and you're going ah, eh, i don't know if you if you view it through the lens of leviticus you actually see what's what's happening here and why it's a problem
1: so yeah, he could he could have like the way that he worded his little vow to God here. If you will give to the Ammonites into my hand, then whatever comes out from the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the Ammonites shall be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. Um, first of all, um, another translation, another way to translate whatever is whoever, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. and frankly, it it that's probably a better understanding because like um, a bouncy ball can't just come out of the door of his house alone. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. So at the very least, um, at the very, uh, the most innocent rendering of what he could have meant is like, the, we're hoping
0: for a sheep, but if we right, get a person,
1: we get right, a person. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a great looking goat that comes out. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, why you'd have a goat in your house, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the idea is this is a this is a very there's a lot of issues that that are happening here in this particular few verses in in mm-hmm. Judges and and you're you're right about the the greater context of Judges in general is like this is this is what happens when men do what is right in their own eyes right every time um, uh, child sacrifice is just one of those things. Um, much like abortion, which is today 's child' sacrifice, frankly um, but uh he says, "If you will give the ammonites into my hand, then okay, and already you're trying to manipulate the God of heaven mm-hmm. just like they were doing to molech, their God that they made up mm-hmm. um, and and so already it's and we've many of us who are believers have done this, you know yeah. it's like, God, if you'll just help me, blah, 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 then I'll 100%, 100% forever yeah, yeah. rest of my life. I'll be there every Sunday, you know, or whatever. Right. Yep. We've, we've, we've kind of done the same thing yeah. um, in different ways, but, but this is a problem because the, 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 the one true God of heaven, the creator of the universe cannot be manipulated. He's God. If yeah. you can be manipulated, you're not God. Right. Um. So, that's a good call out. Humans <laughs> always try
0: to be like we we our default setting is right. to try to manipulate the creator of the universe. Yep. It's just how the, we go.
1: Act in my favor, you know. Yeah. And um the, the 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 trade-off so the burnt sacrifices what burnt sacrifices are made to do is um keep God from killing you. Yeah. And this and the day and age in which this was written the 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 era that they lived and even years and years and years and generations after this uh, sacrifice to God was, (laughs) was because your sinfulness and your rebellion against God means that you deserve to just be wiped off the face of the earth, period. You deserve to not exist. You deserve eternal punishment. And so sacrifice was, was the way to say, uh, to acknowledge that that my sin and my guilt require blood. Mm-hmm. That there's payment that needs to be made. So um, to, to offer sacrifice so that I can get something I want is contrary to the very nature of why God required sacrifice to begin with. Mm, that's um, a good
0: distinction. Yep.
1: So uh, the, if you'll give the Ammonites into my hand, then whatever comes or whoever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in place of the Ammonites shall be the Lord's and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. Um, uh, he's, he's very careless with his words also, and is, mm-hmm. is either literally willing to trade in that moment, the life of whomever walks out of his door, knowing that it could be his one of his, his wife or his kids, or whatever, knowing that that could be the case, or he's just well, so obsessed with this outcome that he wants that he's willing that that he's not he's careless with his words and his vow and whatever he's like whatever whatever you want I'll just make this happen right yeah, well, if you read later
0: on like that he he that's his only kid, so he was fully aware that right that that could be it right but even if you read a little further up, like again, within context, and I can't find the verse now, but basically what he tells them is that, you know, I'll be the king if I win. Like if I, if God gives this over to me, I'll, cause they come to him. He doesn't go to them. They come to him and they're like, Hey, we want you to lead. We want you to take all these dudes that are around you, which by the way, the, the text calls as worthless. Like they're not known to be good dudes. So you all go do our dirty work. And when you do our dirty work, then you can become our leader if you don't get killed. And so there is a, there is a bit of this that comes with a bit of power for him too. So I can be this leader if I win. So if I do win this battle, I'm going to give you God, whatever, you know, comes out of my house because you've, you've done this thing. I think it's important because the assumption here from this perceived contradiction is that God cosigns this vow, like he accepts this vow. Like that's, that's the idea that, that the, the article with these contradictions assumes that God says, don't do this. But God also cosigns that this is a thing that was okay, which he doesn't. Now, God does give. It does say God gives them over to his hand. But it does not say that God was okay with the vow or the sacrifice. In fact, if you go even further down, um, where's it at? At The very end, it talks about uh, verse 40. It says that the daughters of Israel went year after year to lament the daughter of... Yeah. yeah. So there's this idea that they, they put into practice this remembrance of this was a horrible thing that happened. This should not have happened. Like, so there's no glorification. There's no acceptance of this. There's no God saying that this was a good thing to do. And this is really the beautiful horribleness of the Old Testament, which is just, well, even the New Testament, laying out the sins of individuals in front of us, not making them pretty, not trying to make it look great, and being like, this is reality. Uh, which, um, and somebody might be able to correct me on this, but I don't think any other... Um, religious or cultural text does this to the people that are in their history. It always tries to make them look better than they were. And it's pretty clear here that this dude, not a good dude, (laughs) did not do the right thing.
1: Um, Yeah, I I like uh, two things. I I like that um, one uh, guy, I know his name too, it just escapes me right now. But one of the things that I've heard is, um, it's a quote from him that, um, that he said, Um, that God takes great care to, I, I'm going to get the quote wrong a little bit, but, but the idea is God takes such great care to trash every person in the Bible, except one. And like, that's, that's part of the main message, right? Yeah. The whole thing is about our great need as human beings that we can't fix. Yeah that our, our we're, we're in a desperate situation um so and where i was looking in uh, jeremiah it's as in uh, jeremiah 32 um verses 35 and 36 uh, jeremiah is uh, god uh, is speaking through jeremiah and is and is um mad <laughs> right And he says, they built the high places of Baal in the valley of the son of Hinnom to offer up their sons and daughters to Molech. So the very thing he commanded them not to do in Leviticus, right? Uh, Though I did not command them, nor did it even enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now, therefore, because of that, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel concerning this city of which you say "It is given... Uh, into the hand of the king of babylon by sword by famine and by pestilence and the, the idea here is this is not only that there's some strong language there from god himself that says i did not command them nor did it enter into my mind that they should do this abomination meaning this is what he's calling this child sacrifice that he condemned in leviticus and and then it says that this is one of the very reasons that he allowed his entire people to go into captivity to Babylon, um, to be conquered by a foreign king, by pagans. Um, so this, this is something that if, if we're just going to talk about God's view of child sacrifice or human sacrifice for that matter, every human being is made in the image of God. God takes that very seriously, even pagans. So people who, who have nothing to do with God, even the people who honestly, and I, I don't even mean this sarcastically, even the, the, people who read this article and love every minute of it, or the person who wrote this article uh, made in the image of God is universal. Yep. Um, and this is, this is why naturally we cringe when someone gets murdered, right? <laughs> it's a natural thing. Um, and so God takes that very seriously. And here we have many things going on. One, you're spitting in the face of God making the people in his image um, two, you, you are sacrificing your children to another god that's not even a real god, it's just something you're trying to manipulate to get something you want, good fortune, or whatever. Um, and and so you're offending the real god by sacrificing at all, yeah. or paying any homage, or worshiping at all this false god. And, um, and it's it, there's a lot going on that's wrong here and i think that's that's why if you you read the whole context um what's going on in judges like you said earlier michael what's going on in judges is you get a glimpse of people without um without godly leadership people without god um telling them this is how you shall live
0: yeah and i um, think On that point, real quick to dodge in, because I know what's going to happen probably in the mind of someone um, that would take the view of this article, they would say, well, why didn't God step in then and tell him not to do this thing, like that he was free of his vow, that he didn't have to do this vow. Because I can see that question coming up, but I think we have to take that again within context of what we're looking at through the whole book of judges primarily is that there is no voice of God to his people. At that point, there's, there's, I mean, who's speaking for God aside, I'm sorry, my camera froze aside from a a few number of people, right? This idea that there there's not a, a leadership, there's not a prophetic role Um, not in the time that he's dealing with here, that will speak that into his life. So he just does what he wants to do at that point.
1: Yeah. Or what he
0: feels like he has to do.
1: It, it's, it's a dangerous thing when, when we become willing to do, um, whatever, um, to get something that we want or that we feel like we deserve or whatever. and uh, one of the takeaways from this particular story is that it's, it's almost always at the expense of other people.
0: Always. Yeah. Always.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's almost always at the expense of other people or, um, or their lives get affected and all of that. Like it's, it's never, um, it never ends well, you know? Um, and there, there are lots and lots and lots of examples, but the one that strikes um, the most similarity with this particular bit of scripture is abortion to me. Yeah. Right? Because that's, that's the very same thing, man. It's the very same thing. Um, I want, um, you know, I, we, I've talked about this before on the other podcasts and and on this one as well at, at different times, but um, you know, getting rid of the argument that, uh, what about rape and incest, which is just such a cop out. It's like that, that happens like four times in all of human history, right? Like this is not a normal thing. The, the vast majority of people who get abortions, um, it's because they don't want, uh, mom and dad to find out, uh, because that would be bad for me. Right. It's because. maybe they're older they're in college they want to further their career it's an inconvenient time for me it's it's almost always for me right mm-hmm. it's almost always for me and it's at the expense of a life yeah uh, the the heart of that living being begins to beat before most of the time before you even realize you're pregnant And so any time an abortion is done, uh, even if you believe that it only matters after the heart beats, right? Which, I mean, I I don't. Um, I believe it matters from conception, but Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) you're ending a life um, for your convenience. To get what you want, Mm -hmm. and this is what Jephthah did here. Yeah, this is what give me
0: this thing, and I'll give you this. Right, let me win this battle, and you can have my You can have my whoever comes out of my house. Yeah, further my career, and you can have this life. I'll get another. And that's
1: exactly the thing. Further my career is exactly what he was asking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If if you will further my career and give me more power, I will do whatever. Right. Mm
0: Well, because again, if you look at, again, going back to the context and kind of bringing it back around, but yet tying that whole, the whole abortion thing that you just talked about into it is that he was an outcast. He'd been kicked out. When they come to him, his whole argument is, didn't, weren't you the ones that told me to leave and now you want me back um, because it's convenient for you guys. Okay, fine. I'll be your leader if I win this battle. And this, there's this, not only for him, is there this tie in for leadership? It's this tie into, okay, I get to be over the very people that told me to leave. Like, there's a lot going on here past, um, not past, but like behind why he makes such a, like, he goes from zero to 60 with this vow really fast. And, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot behind that. There's a lot of reason behind that vow that, again, he's not considering because he's considering what it could mean for him, past what it could actually—he's just not thinking reasonably uh, at yeah. the moment. So,
1: yeah, and rarely do we do that when we're when we have our minds set on something.
0: On, yeah, so, something that we want or at some point we want to prove or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, um
0: hopefully, as you guys have seen throughout this month, um, again, I'm sure. I mean, there there are literally there's way more perceived contradiction on this page than we covered and i'm sure even if it's not on this page you guys probably um have some that are way past this page but the idea here is to give you tools to be like all right so let's look at the context the full context like the big like all chapter 11 of judges context um as well as word usage cultural usage translational thing like I guess not to scare you, but this is a lot more complicated than I think you, like most Christians assume, right? Like we assume this will be easy and it quickly comes to the point to where it is not. So now there are a lot of people that are deconstructing or a lot of people that are atheists that go, well, look at all of this. How, How can you follow when all of this is here? And not that it's the simple answer, but it is an answer to say, yeah, there's a lot of tools to do this with though. And it's not easy it's very, I mean, it's, it's going to take work to do it. But, um, as we've said this entire, this entire month, don't just say, cause the Bible says so <laughs> please for the love, don't just say that, um, you're gonna have to put in some work. Um, and that's good. That's good for you. Um, to do that. You're, I mean, my, just speaking personally, my, my relationship with the Lord has gone so much deeper because I've had to push into these things, um, than it was before. So,
1: yeah, I I think if I had to leave just a couple of quick things, it would be it would be a, a lot of the things that we've talked about like even some of the stuff you just mentioned, right? The the first thing you do when you run across something and say, "Wait a minute, but it says this here," right? Yeah. The first thing you do is read both of those things in their broader context. Yeah. And and 85% of the time, that that's going to fix it,
0: yep.
1: honestly. Without any further study, a lot of times you're going to go, oh, okay, well, this is what's going on here. This is what's being said. It's not actually saying this, right? Um, that, that That's going to fix the so-called contradiction um, most of the time. In the case of um, even this one that we've covered this week and then the one last week, um, which uh, if... If you and I both remember, uh, was was oh about seeing Things God, of, right? face, God yeah. face of God. If if you get to one of those situations and you know you read the context and maybe okay, well, but that's still like wait what, right? Mm-hmm. And you still have this question. Well, then you need to take that next step uh, a little bit deeper and say, um, start looking at okay, well, what does it mean in this particular instance from last week? Okay, well, what does what is the face of God, right? Or what does it mean to see God face to face? Or has anyone else seen God face to face in scripture and what's going on there? And then, then the investigation gets deeper at that point. Yeah. Um, But even, I mean, I would even encourage the atheist that listens to this or watches it. um, One of the things that I, I, I would really like people to do is not just, like understand that any Christian worth worth their salt, who is done studying with, with things like we've talked about <clears throat> is going to say, well, what's the context? Mm-hmm. They're going to say, well, what does this mean? Right. Yeah. And so I, I would encourage you if you're going to call something a contradiction um, and, and especially if you're going to call th- these, this list of things, contradictions in scripture and then malign and make fun of any moron that could possibly ever believe this. Um, it actually makes you look like an idiot <laughs> if you haven't done any of the work that a Christian mm-hmm. would in studying that, that text. Um, and then honestly, hey, it, and then if you come away after you've done all the study and say, I'm, I'm still not buying it, that's mm-hmm. different then you yeah, just yes. taking something out of context and saying you're, you're an idiot because the Bible says this, right? Yeah. It's stupid. You know, it's it actually the, makes you look like a, a fool. Yeah. Some of
0: the atheists, <laughs> so. there, again, there's literally less than a handful, but uh, of atheists that I do know that are very well read in the text, as far as understand uh, manuscripts and language and context and culture. Um, and they still don't believe. And that's like you said, it's a totally different issue. That's an entirely different, um, conversation, but um, at least do like you said the base work. That's the whole point of these four podcasts. Is this month yeah. was do the base work at least. It's and again, I'm not saying, and I, I know you wouldn't either, but I'm not saying if you do this work as an atheist, you're going to become a believer. And I mean, you're you and uh, if you do it as a Christian, I'm not saying you're not going to have a lot more questions than you started with. You very well may. But the idea here is that you can't just simply sit somewhere and say, "I have this belief." if you've never explored that belief before and actually yeah. um, had to do the work on it. So.
1: Yeah. And, and there, there's a lot of that that's going on in culture. That's, that's far beyond just scripture that we just make assumptions really quickly without doing any homework. Oh and, yeah. And a hundred percent of the time that just makes you look like a moron <laughs> I yeah. mean, to anyone who has done any homework or you have to backpedal
0: on almost everything you've ever said. So.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> So not, not a good, not a good look. You, you do your homework. If you're going to have arguments on either side of, of coins, mm-hmm. do your homework and, and, you know, have an idea of what the, the other person is thinking and going to say already. And, and be uh, humble when you don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, there's been, there's been,
0: <coughs> there's been a number of times where an atheist will bring something up and I'm like, gonna have to i'm gonna have to go look that up i'll be back (laughs) like i just could i don't i don't know you're presenting me with new evidence so um and being humble in that regard as well and treating people with respect so all right good deal good month have anything else i think we've clarified that you're an atheist that does human sacrifices (laughs) Joking. context Um, is important guys context is important
1: all right reformed baptist is the you best. You don't like scripture. you don't
0: like them. You don't like Reformed it's, Baptists. Is that what yeah, you just said? No,
1: that's that's. Um, oh, you're killing me, Rhonda. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> if if I ever do a human sacrifice, it's because so my my son um, huge and happy occasion. My youngest son was baptized last year. And, um, I told him this is hilarious. Um, I, I, told him, um, that originally that what part of what happens after I explained to him why the why of baptism and, mm-hmm. and what it means and that sort of thing, I said, so here's what's going to happen. So you're going to come up and then, um, I'm going to just I'll hold your nose or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So you don't have to worry about that. I'm going to put you on. And then I have to hold you under for one second per sin that you've committed in your life and he just looked at me with this blank look (laughs) he he looked at me with this blank look and then and then said okay so you're gonna kill me is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) well well, at least you understand the weight of your sin right and i just i'm just like yeah good boy that's what it would mean right (laughs) like yeah so uh i mean that that would be the closest that i would come to human sacrifice and that's not how it works so no no, it doesn't no all right
0: clarification rob is a reformed (laughs) baptist he does not perform certain sacrifices and he's definitely not an atheist there i think we've cleared it all up right
1: i appreciate it as long as people have stuck around to the very stinking end of this thing (laughs) to hear that that'll be great well All right, guys, thank you for
0: listening. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you later.